Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I thank you for listening today. I hope all is well with you and yours and appreciate the opportunity to open up the Word of God and to share these thoughts with you. We are in the midst of a series. We're actually going to conclude this series today on roles in the home. We have discussed the role of the husband, the role of the father, the role of the wife, and today we're going to discuss the role of the godly mother in the home. We're recording episode 8 of season 7, and again, I thank you so much for tuning in today. This podcast is on the Scattered Abroad Network. This is a network of podcasts where we strive to spread the gospel. Even though we're scattered, we want to go everywhere preaching the word, Acts 8-4. The Scattered Abroad Network is now a work of the Memphis School of Preaching, and we hope and pray that you will continue to support us and, and continue to pray for us as we strive to move forward to the glory of God. You can find our podcast anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find us on our website, scatterbroad.org. Find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. And we, again, just appreciate your support and encouragement. And I thank you personally for listening to Weathering the Storm. I hope and pray that this podcast, that this episode in particular, will help you in your walk with the Lord. So as we think about roles in the home and we talk about the role of the mother, I was looking at this and, and I knew I had done a study on it and I couldn't remember the exact time or date, but I'm thankful that I saved this because in 2017, Dan Cates, who's one of my instructors at the Memphis School of Preaching and also a great gospel preacher, one of the elders at the Independence Church of Christ in uh, Independence, Mississippi, invited me to come and speak at a vacation Bible school. And he gave me the topic on godly mothers raising godly leaders. And I appreciated so much him inviting me to come. And I realized I didn't have a lot of material. And so I was able to go and get some some great books and to be able to study this up. And it was a study that, that, that really helped me a lot. And I'm, I'm going to bring back some thoughts from that sermon, that lesson that I did, and share it with you uh, as it pertains to weathering the storm in the home, thinking about the role of the mother. Abraham Lincoln said, All that I am, or all that I hope to be, I owe to my darling mother. Of course, I wouldn't be in this world without my mother, quite literally. <laughs> But I wouldn't be where I'm at today without my mother. There's no doubt in my mind. Her love for me has been unconditional, unwavering, her support. And to know my mama is to love her. And I know that, that she, and I tell people when they talk about her, I say, look, she's she's as genuine as they come. She's real. And she just has such joy. And she has been through a lot. Um losing a husband, losing her health as she developed Guillain-Barre syndrome. But she has come through it with such grace, and she actually stays with us quite a bit. She has her home still uh, in Adairsville, but she's able to come and visit with us and spend time with us, especially with the, with the kids, and, and they love Grandmama so much. And so I'm just very thankful that I've got a godly mother and one that took the the reins, took the role of teaching me the truth from a young age 
and always showing me what it looked like to live for Jesus. And I love her and thank her for that. And of course, I'm thankful for my wife, who's a wonderful mother to our, our children. And so I've just been very blessed, and I thank God for, for my mom, for my wife, and for all the godly women in the kingdom that have made such a great impact on me. The Bible, contrary to popular belief, builds up women and elevates them like no other book even begins to do. There are those who are critical of the Bible and say, well, the the Bible is degrading and, and it doesn't give women a platform. It's just not the truth. It was women that supported Jesus in his ministry, Luke 8, 1 through 3. It was a woman at the well who Jesus went out of his way to teach because she had a soul, John 4. And this is the same woman who helped, who left her water pot and spread the gospel. And by the time Philip gets to Samaria, the, the soil is fertile, thanks to largely in part to her effort, Acts 8. It was a woman that washed Jesus' feet with her tears and was approved by our Lord for her humility and great servant's attitude, Luke 7, 36-39. So women are elevated in Scripture. And they are important in Scripture. You think about the, the names of Ruth and Esther that, that, of course, are names of the titles in the books of the Bible. And how precious are those books to us, and they should be. So we think about godly women, but in a more specific sense, godly mothers are elevated and honored throughout Scripture. We spent time in the last episode discussing Proverbs 31, and in verse 28, says, a godly mother is one whom her children will rise and call blessed. God said to honor your father and your mother. Exodus 20 and verse 12. Paul says this is the first commandment with promise. Ephesians 6, 2. We think about Eve, who is the mother of all living. Genesis 3, 20. Sarah, the mother of nations. Genesis 17, 16. We think about Hannah, who was heard by God and gave birth to a great leader in Samuel. 1 Samuel 1, 19-28. And then, of course, we think about Mary. Jesus said to John, Behold your mother, showing her importance and place in the heart of our Lord. So today, as we study God's Word together, our aim is to give honor and respect that is due to godly mothers. And I hope and pray that this will be a source of encouragement to godly mothers everywhere who are still striving to weather the storm in the home, and whether the different kind of storms that life has thrown their way. Have you ever had to give up and let go of something or, or someone very precious to you? Have you ever had to end a relationship? Have you ever had to leave a job? Have you ever had to give up on a dream? We're going to study about a mother who gave up her three-month-old son a mother who trusted in God, a mother who had an unwavering faith, a mother who played a vital role in God's providential plan to deliver the children of Israel from Egyptian bondage. We're talking about a woman by the name of Jochebed. Jochebed's name means honor of God or God is glory. In one of the sources that I have called Women of the Bible on page 79, says that Jochebed is the first person in Scripture to have a name compounded with Jah, or Jehovah. She was married to Amram, a Levite man, and she was a Levite. 
Amram was her nephew. This was a common practice in that time. And she gave birth to Miriam, Aaron, and Moses. Exodus 2, 1 and 2. And all three were leaders. Miriam, in her own way, in her role, was a gifted poet, musician, and prophetess. Exodus fifteen twenty. Aaron was Israel's first high priest. Leviticus 8, 9. And Moses, of course, was one of the greatest leaders the world has ever known. Deuteronomy 34.10 As we honor Jochebed as a godly mother, and, and as we honor godly mothers everywhere, we want to examine four points as we think about the text in the book of Exodus, Exodus 2, 1 through 10. We're going to think about the trust that she had, the transition that she made, the teacher that she was, and the triumph she experienced. Let's think about the trust that Jochebed had. As aforementioned, she was the mother of Moses. The Bible says that he was a goodly child, the King James says, meaning good, merry, pleasant, desirable, or a, a child that's in order. We might say he's put together well. The New King James says Moses was a beautiful child. ESV says a fine child. Stephen referred to Moses as being exceedingly fair, Acts 7 and verse 20. And the Hebrews writer states that he was a proper child. Hebrews 11:23. This is the same word used in Genesis 1 to describe what God had created. Good. We know the story of what happened with Moses. Because of Israel's rapid multiplication and because of their severe affliction and the planned extinction, Pharaoh was trying to wipe out all the young boys. And so to save Moses' life, she had to make an incredible sacrifice that no doubt was painful. She had to hide her newborn for three months to avoid Pharaoh from throwing him in the river. Bob Winton said, While Pharaoh was executing an evil plan by which to limit the growth and freedom of Israel, God was developing a good plan by which Israel would be liberated. And Jochebed would be the one that God would use as a wonderful tool to help start the liberation of his people in Egypt. Jochebed made a very bold yet unselfish decision by hiding Moses for three months and sending him down the Nile River. And again, this is recorded for us in Exodus 2, 1 through 10. We learn that she did this by faith. She hid Moses three months because she saw that he was a proper child and she was not afraid of the king's commandment, Hebrews eleven twenty three. So Amram and Jochebed showed faith by this action because they knew the decree was contrary to God's will. Romans 10.17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it is possible that God had given them information about what their son would become. The fact is, Jochebed made the decision to put all of her trust in God, to have an unwavering faith in his providential care, and to have agape love for her son, a kind of love that wants the best for someone else. Her decision to put Moses in the water put the whole family at risk. They could have all been executed if it was found out. But she put him in an ark. It calls to mind the means of Noah's deliverance, of course. An ark of bulrushes sealed it with tar. And then she had to let go. She had to let go and let God. 
As you think about what took place, though, the trust that she had in God gave way to the providence of God to be unfolded. Think about these these thoughts with me. Jochebed just happened to put Moses in the right spot on the Nile. Pharaoh's daughter just happened to see the basket. Moses just happened to cry at the right time. Miriam just happened to be nearby. Jochebed just happened to be available and able to nurse him. And Pharaoh's daughter just happened to have enough influence to save the baby Moses. You know as well as I do that God's providence was all over this event. Faith and trust in God knows that even when God seems silent, He's always working for the good of His children. Faith and trust in God knows that God works behind the scenes of our lives. And faith and trust in God knows that God's providential care is real and it's evident. And so Jochebed was a godly mother who trusted in God. In the second place, let's consider the transition. The transition from mother to nurse in Pharaoh's house. As I mentioned a moment ago, Moses arrived safely into the presence of Pharaoh's daughter. According to Burton Kaufman, the Nile River was worshipped and bathing in its waters was supposed to enrich, protect, and heal such bathers. Evidently, Jochebed knew not only where the princes would bathe, but when. She had to control her emotions, because if not, they would have known she was his mother. Do you remember in 1 Kings chapter 3, when Solomon's wisdom was on display, and there were two mothers? And the idea is, you know, hey, she took my baby. No, she took my baby. And he went and said, well, go ahead and kill him. Kill the baby. And the mother who responded the right way, Solomon said, okay, that's the mother. Can you imagine Jochebed having to control her emotions? But she did. And she was able to make this seamless transition as Moses' mother to be a woman who came by, just happened to be there, to nurse him. We know that Miriam, Moses' sister, was following nearby, and when she saw Pharaoh's daughter picking up Moses, she offered to obtain a nurse from the Hebrews. And this allowed Jochebed to nurse her own child. She was able to wean her son. According to Winton, this would have lasted anywhere from three to four years. So she was able to not only give birth to Moses, but to be with him for three to four years. So by letting go and trusting in God, she was able to make the transition to having him back, even if it was for a short little while. And she played such an instrumental and vital role in the life of Moses as she cared for him so dearly, because he couldn't do anything for himself. She was able to take care of his physical needs, but also she would take care of his spiritual needs. And that brings us to a third point, and that is the teacher that Jochebed was. As a godly mother, she was a great teacher. She taught Moses about God. Moses knew about Jehovah God thanks to Jochebed, his mother. This reminds us of Timothy with his mother Eunice, whose name means good victory, 2 Timothy 1.5. She had an unfeigned faith. New King James says she had a genuine faith. The ESV says a sincere faith. And this must have made a huge impact on Timothy's respect and appreciation for God's Word. In fact, because of her influence in teaching, Timothy knew the Old Testament. 2 Timothy 3.15, You have known from a child 
the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise into salvation. It is no coincidence that behind every great leader in the Bible is a great mother. Jacobed instilled in Moses the first principles and the importance of keeping the commandments of God. He was able to receive this great teaching about Jehovah, but he also received a great education from the Egyptians. So to be educated by the Egyptians meant he would have had an abundance of weapons in his arsenal. He would have the ability to know both cultures, which would aid him tremendously later on when he led God's people out of bondage. But the greatest weapon and the greatest curriculum is the Word of God. And Jochebed provided Moses with the priceless gift of knowledge regarding Jehovah. I want you to imagine with me for a moment that Moses, all these years later, Jochebed no doubt was, was, was probably gone at this time. <clears throat> imagine Moses seeing the burning bush and hearing God say, I am that I am. Could he go back in his mind to the tender voice of his mother teaching him about the great I am? Teaching him about the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob? Mark Teske once said, It is essential to provide for our children physically, but it's more important to provide spiritual food for them to digest. And of course, that's exactly right. So as Jochebed weaned Moses physically, could she have taken the time in those tender years to teach him about God a godly mother will do just that a godly mother will look for opportunities to teach her children about the God of heaven finally we want to consider her triumph as a godly mother her triumph Moses is one of the greatest leaders in history and Jochebed was the mother to the Jew, the three greatest men were Abraham, the great patriarch, Moses, the great lawgiver, and David, the great king. The greatness of Moses is demonstrated in his appearance with Jesus and Elijah on the Mount of Transfiguration, John 17, <clears throat> Matthew 17, 1-5. Excuse me. The life of Moses was divided, it could be divided, into three periods of 40 years each. first 40 years was in the household of Pharaoh. The next 40 years, he was in the wilderness when he received practical training and, and this experience would help him develop trust in God. The last 40 years, he spent leading God's people out of bondage. So he had 80 years of training for 40 years of labor. But he was chosen by God to deliver the children of Israel from bondage, Deuteronomy 34.10. And of course, he would be a type of Christ, Deuteronomy 18.15-18. He was a great leader because he had desire. He was courageous. He was humble and meek, and he was caring. He cared for God's people. And these attributes that Moses had were passed on to him by his mother because she had the desire to be pleasing to God and to provide for her son. She was extremely courageous, risking her own life and the lives of her family members to hide Moses for three months. She was meek and humble as a servant of God, and she was caring, which was on display of the great love that she had for her son. Jochebed was determined to fight for Moses' life the moment she saw him. Every mother receives wages for rearing her children, either gathered in rejoicing or reaped in tears. And the greatest ways that Jochebed received was knowing she did her best and she raised her children 
to honor God. Moses had the riches of Egypt at his fingertips, but he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, Hebrews 11.25. Thanks in large to his mother, Jochebed, who trusted in God, who made the transition from giving birth to being a mother. She taught her son to love and obey God, and she triumphed in the fact that she did her absolute best to bring him up in the way he should go. Jochebed raised a godly leader in Moses, and Jochebed deserves our attention and meditation as we focus on the importance and impact of godly mothers and what they mean to us. As you think about your role in the home as a godly mother, and as you think about weathering the storm, understand that God desires for mothers to train their children, to be a good example, and to show them what true love, true love looks like, that they might spread that love to a lost and dying world. I'm so grateful that we have the example of Jochebed in the Bible, that we can look to her and we can look to other godly women, godly mothers, to have a blueprint to follow. The husband is important. The father is important, no doubt. The wife is important. But again, as we think about and as we close out this series on the roles in the home, let's make sure that we can understand the role of all four and that wherever you find yourself in that category, that you'll do your absolute best to honor God by knowing His will and by doing it. A husband, a father, a wife, a mother. Think about building the foundation of the home properly, that God may be glorified. I thank you for listening today. I thank you for listening to this series. I, I truly hope it was helpful. And I want to give you a sneak peek into our next series. We're going to talk about redeeming the time. Redeeming the time as a husband and a father. Redeeming the time as a wife and a mother. And redeeming the time as children in the home. We'll talk about the importance of doing that. What the Bible says. And again, all of this is geared around the theme, weathering the storm in the home. Again, I thank you so much for listening. And I hope that this has been helpful. May God bless you as you weather the storm.